Gigi were like totally live. Oh my God, guys. So in the earlier part of June, Taylor Swift, Swifty Wifty, she um, got to do the Tribeca Storyteller event where they showed her short film all too well. And then that was all we knew. That was all she wrote. <laughs> like We knew nothing else. And so it was announced there was going to be tickets. However, no one knew how to get these tickets because when the tickets went on sale, they went on sale May 13th. There needed to be a code. And a lot of people didn't know how to get the code. So I am in a OG Taylor Swift fan group. And we call ourselves the OGs because we were all born in 1989, like Tay-Tay. And one of the girls, shout out to you, Elise, had signed up for the Tribeca Film Festival like newsletter or something. And they sent her a code. So she sent the code in the chat. Unfortunately, I saw the code too late. And our other friend, Danny, um, was able to grab a ticket. And you could only get two tickets per code. So mm, I was SOL. Yep, you said it. And so I I tried so hard to get tickets. I tried to see if anybody would resell them. And there were people that would resell them, but they were trying to resell them for ridiculous amounts of money. And I was like, this, there's no reason why you are reselling this for copious amounts of money when the most expensive ticket, I want to say, was like 150 Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? So I had just come to terms with the fact that I would not be going. And I asked Danny and Elise if they could take pictures and videos, whatever they could get, and just send it to me so that way I could feel like I was there with them. So fast forward, the event was on a Saturday. That Friday, Danny texts me and goes, hey, girl, my son is sick and I'm not going to be able to go. Do you want my ticket? When I tell you I dropped everything and took that ticket, I had plans, and I was like, not today. I got to go see Tay-Tay. So I bought the ticket from Danny, which shout out to you, Danny, for letting me do a two-payment plan method on that ticket. It was not something I had budgeted for <laughs> for that paycheck. But um, I, I bought the ticket from Danny, and, you know, Elise and I were kind of mapping out, okay, um, what time should we get there? The event starts at three. So there, they said that the line forms an hour before it opens and that they start to let people in. I'm sorry, it, an hour before the show starts. And then they start to let people in 30 minutes before the show starts. But I'm no dummy. This is Tay Tay. This is T Swizzle. Okay. This is Taylor Swift. So I knew, and I knew from prior experience of seeing her at Good Morning America in 2019, that even if you have a ticket, it is best that you get there first. So I decided that because I don't feel comfortable taking public transportation in the city anymore because people have lost their ever-loving mind, I decided that I was going to leave and drive um, to the city and leave early so that way I can get there early. I ended up getting there at 11 a.m. and I was the very first person online. Something that I did not know was that they had extra tickets that they were selling at the box office. And like a little part of me was like, oh, this is like shady because like I would have just not gone not knowing that, you know, box office tickets were a thing because they made it seem like once it was sold out, it was sold out and those tickets sold out in minutes. 
Okay. Um, so I remember seeing a bunch of girls coming out, crying, screaming, jumping, calling their friends, their family and saying, I got tickets. I got tickets. And I knew they, I knew they were excited about seeing tickets. uh, What? I knew they were excited because they had gotten tickets to see Tay Tay. I just, you know, guys tell me they weren't. I know that they were. So I'm standing there online. I call Elise and I say, Hey, I'm here. I'm the first and only person in line. And she was like, Oh my gosh, why'd you get there so early? Cause we had agreed that we would get there at 1.30, but like my gut instinct, I think I was just traumatized from Good Morning America, that performance. My gut instinct just said, get there earlier. So I said, don't rush. Like, yes, we agreed at 1.30. I made the personal choice of getting here at 11. I just wanted to make sure that we were the first people in so that way we could be seated as quickly as possible. So I get there and something that I love about like Taylor Swift fans is that for the most part, they are so warm and welcoming. I've never been to a Taylor Swift event where I did not make a friend on the line. I kid you not. Standing in that Good Morning America line from midnight until the show started at about 7.30, 8am, made some Taste Swizzle fans, Taste Swizzle, well that's her new name, Taste Swizzle, not T-Swizzle, Taste Swizzle. Um, when I went to, they do like these Taylor Swift dance parties throughout the city and Long Island and like different areas, um, on the East coast made friends when I went there, um, at, excuse me, at this particular event for Tribeca made friends there. Like shout out to all the people that I met there, Brittany, Brittany, Gina, um, Emmy, and oh I'm spacing I'm spacing I am so sorry but you were from Brazil beautiful beautiful girl um shout out to all y'all that I met there at that event and we were talking and at the time right we did not know if Taylor Swift was going to be performing or if she was even going to be there. All we knew was that it was a story time and storyteller time. And they were going to show the short film all too well. But it was never, never confirmed that Taylor Swift would be there. So when we were on the line talking about it, I was like, to me, it doesn't make any sense. that They would charge over $100 for these tickets to watch this 13-minute film that has been out for months already like the all too well short film had already been out we'd already seen it like I just couldn't put two and two together that she would really have people spend money just to see it and to go home so when we were on the line I said I bet you any amount of money it's gonna go like this we're gonna watch the all too well clip the whole short film and then they're gonna bring her out and they're gonna ask her some questions and then the two actors who were in the short film are going to come out, which was Sadie something, the redhead girl from Stranger Things. And I think his name is Dylan O'Brien, the boy from, um, what is that show? Teen Wolf, the modern day Teen Wolf, not the OG. Um, they're going to bring them out. They're going to do a Q&A. And then she's going to do an acoustic version of All Too Well. And then we're all going to go home. So they were like, you think so? And I was like, I can't imagine, like, again, I just really can't imagine them having us spend all this money to watch a 13 minute YouTube clip because that's exactly where we all saw it first was on YouTube. 
And I was like, not for nothing. If that is the case, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. So um, we get there, and it was just really, really exciting. This whole experience was just really exciting. And something that I loved about the experience, just from Jump Street before the video even started, was being around people who liked Taylor Swift as much as I. Actually, they all liked her a lot more than I do. Um Elise will tell you, and so will Danny. I never considered myself a Swifty because I don't know every aspect about Taylor Swift's life. I don't really follow what she does. I know she does like this pretty little thing, pretty little liars, a kind of a thing where she leaves clues and stuff for people. I don't follow that. I don't watch that. For me, what I love about Taylor Swift is her music. I love the music. I love the cadence of her music. I love the lyrics. Um, and she is someone who people just loves to hate. And I feel like in my everyday life, I am someone people love to hate. And so there is like this bonding. I feel like I am being Kanye West all the time in my everyday life. So for me, when it comes to Taylor Swift and my love for her music, it is it is that it's her music. Um, and then also the bonding of feeling like everybody hates you for just existing. I I know that feeling all too well. Like I I, I know this feeling, Tay Tay. Girl, I got you. So we get there and sure enough, it happened in the same exact order that I thought it would that it would they played the short Taylor came out they interviewed her then they called out Sadie and Dylan then she did an acoustic version of all too well and we all left and I remember thinking now remember we had a whole panorama in 2020 right and nothing's been the same since and Taylor was scheduled to do her lover fest in 2020 However, because of the panorama, she couldn't do it. So the very last time I saw Tay Tay live was at Good Morning America with Elise and Danny, August of 2019. And that was the promotion for her album Lover that had been released that same day. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to see Tay Tay. I haven't seen Tay Tay in forever. And even though I know it's not going to be a concert, I'm going to get to hear her sing one song live. And I was so excited about that. But then, guys, I'm sitting there, right? And all of a sudden, it starts to hit me. It starts to hit me. What a special moment in time this is that I get to be a part of, right? So Taylor Swift was there as a director, not as a singer, to, um, to talk about her directing for the play, um, for the play, <laughs> for the short film. And I got to be a part of that. This is her very first short film. This is her very first introduction to the world as a director. And I, along with a small group of people, got to be here at this intimate gathering and got to really get into her brain about where she was, what she was thinking, where she was going, how she directed the actors and and just the feeling she wanted them to evoke for the audience to feel she talked about a lot of easter eggs that a lot of us had missed in the music video because everything taylor swift does she does with intention we know this i told you she's a 
in her own world of pretty little Tay-Tays. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. Pretty little Tay-Tays. That should be what they're called. They shouldn't be called Swifties anymore. They should be called pretty little Tay-Tays. The way that she be doing like A and secret messages and stuff. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. So I felt immensely lucky and I felt overwhelmed with appreciation and gratitude for being there. I was just so aware of the fact that I was getting to be a part of something so monumental for her in her career. And I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry, I promise. But I think that people look at Taylor Swift and because they love to hate her, they think, oh my gosh, it's not that big of a deal. Let me break it down to you. You have a career, right? And you start off from the bottom and you work your way up and you get a promotion after working in your job for five years and they finally promote you to a higher paying job or they finally promote you to more responsibility, something they, whatever it is, they promote you into something amazing. And this is a new stepping stone in your career. You are starting a new path in your career. You are going to be excited, right? You're going to want to tell all your family. You're going to want to tell all your friends. You're going to want to go to the best restaurant. You're going to want to celebrate. That's exactly that moment for Taylor. And it's being negated because she's Taylor Swift. Why? She is a human being that has, instead of plateaued in her career, she has now stepped over to a whole nother facet of the industry. This is really big. This is monumental. And I know you guys are probably like, oh my gosh, Gigi, you're being so dramatic. And oh my God, we don't want to hear any more about Tay-Tay. But guess what? It's called OMGG, not O-M-U-U. So you're going to listen or you can click off. So this is monumental for her. And I got to be a part of it. Not everybody can say that. Like I got to be there. This isn't one of those things where the president sends you a family picture that he's had mass produced and sends to everybody who's on his mailing list. No, there were hundreds and thousands of people that wanted to go to that event because they knew how important that event was for her and they couldn't go. Heck, up until the day before, I couldn't go. And if it wasn't for Danny, which once again, thank you so much, Danny, I wouldn't have been able to go. But just I'm so proud of Taylor Swift. Like, so many things could have broken her. The first incident with Kanye West at the Music Awards when he snatched the mic out of her hand, that could have broken her. We were 18 years old at the time. I know that would have broken me. I know that I would have never felt comfortable accepting any award ever again after that. I know I would have cowered away after that. She never did that. Then Kim and Kanye come after her again. She went away. That time she went away. And she came back with a vengeance. I don't care what anybody says. I love Reputation. I love Rep, the album. I think that that is one of her top three best albums. Don't care what anybody says. It's my 
thoughts in my opinion. I love rep. And rep came out at a time where I was dealing with my own struggles of anger and resentment towards so many things in my life. But because I wasn't taking up therapy and because I wasn't reading my Bible and talking to God, I had no idea what was wrong with me. Just felt like I was kind of going a little bit crazy. I was dealing with a very racist professor in college at the time and I was really struggling in her class and I was really struggling with the other professors because I felt like she had gone to the other professors and you know was telling them things about me that were not true and it was like this whole big thing that actually bubbled to a head and when all of that was happening rep came out and like it was this this album that felt like as a people pleaser who constantly like stayed silent about things here was an album that like represented me and gave me a voice when I felt like I didn't have one and I know that that sounds weird but I think that it only sounds weird because you probably don't like Taylor Swift but like think of it when you get upset and you want to listen to music what song do you listen to or what album do you go to to make you feel better what album or what song do you put on when you need to feel empowered however that song or album makes you feel that's how rep made me feel in that moment where I felt like I had no voice she gave me a voice and that's what Taylor does for me when I feel like I don't have words for my feelings like we're gonna have a whole glee moment okay because they said this in Glee, if you can't say what you're feeling, sing it. I'm not going to sing for you, though. <laughs> but like I felt like when I had no words for how I was feeling, Taylor gave me that. And that is something that I'm so appreciative of her music for doing for me. And so to get to be part of this very small, intimate, there was only a couple of hundred of us there. It's very small. In like the grand scheme of like her rep tour where there were thousands upon thousands of us. There was only a couple of hundred of us in this audience and we got to witness something so monumental for her and so magical. And I just remember leaving that place, that that auditorium, that theater it was an auditorium. Sorry, the theater it was the Beacon Theater. I remember leaving the Beacon Theater feeling like. I just was part of something special. And there are a lot of things that I can honestly say in my life have not made me feel that way. It felt like I was a part of history. And or I got to witness history firsthand. And there aren't a lot of things I can say that about. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement. I walked about two of the Black Lives Matter movement with some elected officials here in New York City. And the first one that I ever went to was my first time really out of quarantine. And I remember being terrified. I remembered being so scared. I was, I was afraid of being in that large group. I was afraid that I was going to get shot because I was black and I wanted my voice to be heard. And it, it gave me such bad anxiety and it was just all those reasons why I always try to make myself feel really small. And that was the first time that I felt like I was part of 
history when I did those two walks because even though I was terrified at the other end when the walk was finished I felt like I had been part of history there was something wrong going on in this country and there were people that wanted to stand up and and do something about it and I stood up with them and I did something about it maybe on a very small scale but I still did it and that's something special, you know, a major part of history that I can say I was part of that. And even though Taylor Swift is nowhere near on the same lines of Black Lives Matter, and before somebody comes at me, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that this was a monumental moment in her history, in her career, and her life, and I got to be a part of that. That's special. No, it's special to me anyway. And I just, I wish that people could look past whatever hatred they have for her. Because I really don't get why people like to dislike her. Like, I really don't get it. Um, But I really wish that people would look past whatever hatred they have for her because of whomever told her to hate her. Whether it was Kim, Kanye, old Katy Perry, um before they made up, you know, whatever the case may be. I really wish people would look past that and realize she did something major and it should be celebrated. If people can celebrate Kim Kardashian going to law school, I think we can celebrate Taylor Swift becoming a director or having her director debut. And I really feel like you don't have to be a Taylor Swift to understand how I felt by being able to be there, I think that you just have to think of something or someone that inspires you and makes you feel heard and makes you feel seen and getting to be a part of a major day for them. How would that make you feel? Let's say... Let's say the game had a baby. And he decided to have a baby shower where he was only going to invite 100 of his fans. The game, Drake, Beyonce, whomever you want to say. Let's say any one of them was having a baby shower and they wanted to invite 100 fans. And it was going to be like a fans only kind of baby shower. And you got to be one of that one of those 100 people. You not going to tell me that you're not excited. Because not only did you get invited to something so exclusive, you also got invited to a major moment in that person's life. They're having a baby. They're becoming a parent. That's big. That's huge. You wouldn't be excited. You wouldn't feel special. You wouldn't feel like you were part of something life-changing for that person. You would. You would. And that's how I feel about getting a, about, I cannot speak. I'm so sorry. That is how I feel about being able to attend Taylor Swift's Tribeca uh, Storyteller event. It was this magical moment in time that I got to be a part of. And especially after not being able to see her live for three years at this point. Well, almost three years because August would have made three years since GMA of 2019. But it it was magical. I really, I have a video. I vlogged it. And 
guys not only did i vlog this video but i edited and uploaded it the same day and i haven't done that since i used to do pretty little liars reviews every tuesday night um but i did it and you know i also have a highlights on my instagram where you can see the stories that i posted on ig for that day so if you're interested definitely check out um everything is it's omgg uh, my YouTube channel is OMGG, and you can check all that out there. But, I mean, that girl has been through so much, and she is still standing, and she is still going strong. And I think that that is pretty freaking awesome. And I am so grateful. Danny. I know I thank you, like, every five seconds, but thank you so much because you could have given that ticket to anybody or you could have – like resold it online for way more than what you paid or you could have just tried to get a refund but like you gifted me that opportunity and I am so grateful to you for it it was such a special moment and I really wish that you could have been there with Elise and I like I really do but it was just so special and so magical and you know I have to thank you because you gave me that opportunity but yeah you guys that was amazing like just the inspiration all the things she talked about, all the things she said. Um, I, I did put that in the vlogs, you know, um, some of the answers to her Q&A and stuff like that. It's in the vlog as well as my Insta stories. So definitely check there. But I wanted to do a podcast talking about it because I felt like we've been doing a lot of serious podcasts lately <laughs> and I wanted to give something just a little bit more on the whimsical and fun side. But yes, um, I got to see Tay Tay. I need to calm down. I'm being too loud. <laughs> Guys, I got to see Taylor Swift and I got to hear her do a live acoustic version of All Too Well drop the mic. That is all that I have for you guys for this podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you are not a Taylor Swift fan, I'm very sorry to hear that, but I would like to, to present you with a challenge. If you don't like Taylor Swift, I would like to present you with this challenge. I would like for you to look up her lyrics and I would like for you to read her lyrics. Just read the lyrics. And I want you to like, to think about it you know, think about it. But that is all that I have. Thank you for listening. I will see you guys next week. Loves and likes you. Bye. Good talk. See you next week.